cooped up in the house in isolation. For some, it's been weeks, for others, days. And with the exception of essential workers, we're aiming to keep contact to a minimum. But how are we doing? Hello and welcome to the Unpublished Cafe. I'm Ed Hand. We're again coming to you from a remote location and practicing physical distancing to enhance safety. Here at the Unpublished Cafe, we're bringing you information and advice from experts, whether it's the need to bring in the Emergencies Act to deal with the pandemic, or look at the safety of the food supply chains in Canada. Key issues when you're dealing with a crisis of this magnitude. Last week, we put out the call to our followers to see who'd like to share their story since COVID-19 turned our world upside down. We're going to chat with a number of people on this edition of the Unpublished Cafe to hear how you're coping and perhaps we'll learn some new skills to deal with the stress. And our first person joining us is Cindy from Ottawa's East End. And Cindy, thank you for joining us. Hi. How, how have you been dealing with the isolation? Well, one thing for sure is I've been uh, keeping tabs on the news. Um. One thing I, another thing I've been doing is I have been reaching out to a lot of people via Twitter, Facebook, trying to keep people's uh, spirits up. I know, although things aren't are far from funny, I'm I'm trying to keep people's spirits up. Yeah, a little levity goes a long way, doesn't it? Yeah. So, and humor is the best medicine. Tell me something. Have you been uh, going outside much at all? Well, I only go out for essential things, and every time I go out, I make sure that I help. The, uh, I say thank you to all the people working. Uh, do you wear gloves and a mask when you go out? No, I think the main thing to do when you go out and return home is uh, to wash your hands. Uh, If I touch my door handles or any surface, I always make sure that I wipe them down with uh, Clorox wipes that I have. And, uh, you know, that's uh, another uh, sort of uh, interesting situation we're dealing with today. You mentioned going to get wipes in general. Uh, When you do go out uh, for groceries or essentials and such, are you finding that there's not a lot of stuff left? You know what? I've never seen anything like it. I actually, one of the things that I did by one of uh, the second last time that I went out was I got a a bottle of Javex and I haven't had to use it yet, but I had uh, picked up some Clorox wipes. So it's been carrying me through until I still have some left. Now, do you have any uh, elderly relatives, neighbors that you're helping out or uh, perhaps people with uh, compromised immune systems that, that do need to stay in that? but still need to get uh, material? Well, I have a neighbor, but she's been out working. And each time that I see her, I didn't find out this until I talked to her uh, a couple of weeks ago. But she, it, every time that I see her, I always, well, the first time I saw her was I asked her if she needed anything. But I'm in a building where I don't really see a lot of people. Because I'm taking this very seriously. Do you find your neighbors are taking it seriously? You know what? It is really, really quiet. I see the odd person going in and out, but for the most part, I'm staying in. What lesson uh, has this taught you or you've learned about yourself from dealing with this pandemic so far? 
Well, you know what? I think being kind to people is the main thing and understanding, making sure that a person maintains their social distance and keeping other people safe. Cindy, I want to thank you for joining us. Okay, well, thank you. Thanks, Cindy. Our next guest is Gazala, who lives with her husband in Ottawa's South End. And Gazala, thank you for joining us on the Unpublished Cafe. Thank you so much. How long have you been self-isolating? I self-isolated myself for 14 days. And that is from uh, 17th of March. And uh, did you find it difficult? Um, It was uh, actually my own personal choice uh, since I went to the uh, COVID-19 assessment center. And uh, when they spoke to me, they said, you don't qualify for the for the test. But we would uh, strongly suggest that you self-isolate yourself. And why did you go to that uh, the assessment center? It's because I was uh, feeling cold symptoms, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, but uh, and it was lingering on because I already took uh, one week off from my work before that. So just to make sure uh, that I'm not a threat to anybody or uh, and keeping myself safe as well. Now, from uh, our uh, earlier discussion, you would mention to me that uh, you you also had to self isolate with that cold back then because. Uh, your husband has a compromised immune system. That's correct. Yeah, um, he lives with me, and uh, it was very, very important for me to be to be safe and not go outside. Uh, since I have a cold, um, my immune system might have gone down. So if I only have a cold, I should not uh, contract this virus, COVID nineteen. When you mentioned that uh, you you took a week off work because you you had that cold and you weren't feeling well, uh, you you work in a, at the airport. You're an essential service, are you not? That's correct. And can you tell us about uh, the last day you were at work? Or are you still going to work now? Yes. Um, so what happened is that since I took uh, the one week off as sick uh, from 14th of March. Um, and then after that, uh, continuing, I took my 14-day uh, isolation, self-isolation. So it gave me three weeks to rest at home. But when I went on Wednesday last week, it's just like there's nothing going on. And it's like a ghost town, literally. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Now, obviously, you do have to get out and, and get supplies, groceries, et cetera, like that. When you do go out, do you take, uh, do you have the gloves? Do you have a mask? I do. I have a glove and I have a mask, uh, more so that because I have cold, uh, I don't want to inflict it on anybody else or should not get anything. So I'm just being very careful. <clears throat> I take my gloves and I wear my mask. You know, um, when you when you look outside the window, or perhaps maybe when you're out of the grocery store, or whenever you do go out, uh, are you seeing people following the directives from the government? Physical distancing, social isolation, washing their hands um, all the time. Um, they are. Um, I mean, quite a few are practicing, but there are some who are not. Um, because I live uh, uh, in a house which is back into a park. 
I see, I still see um, it is reducing now because the, the government is really emphasizing, but I still see young children uh, with their families and even elderly following them. So uh, it is my great concern that they should not be out because the uh, uh, government of Canada is emphasizing uh, uh, continuously, like every single day, almost every other hour, uh, to stay safe and stay home. And do you think these people just think it's inconvenient or do they not, you know, sense the gravity of what we're dealing with right now? I am thinking that they don't sense the gravity of this issue. Uh, this is a grave issue and, uh, and, and, and they're out and they're actually taking their young out and their elderly out. Uh, I, I fail to understand why, what is uh, what is the reason why they are not uh, following the the um, like from yesterday we have got the um, alerts as well on our cell phones. Uh, so people like uh, government of Canada has been great. They have been continuously on it and uh, uh, bringing the awareness to to the common people. Uh, to follow it because this is the only way we can curve, flatten the curve. Otherwise, it's spreading because I think some people are not listening. And that's the reason why the graph has gone more towards uh, ages from um, 40 to 50 than to the seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But probably they're not, they're not listening and they think probably their immune system is good. Oh, I don't know. I think I think they are not aware of the of the seriousness of this treacherous uh, virus. This is really really dangerous. Gazala, I want I want to thank you for joining us, and and you and your husband stay safe. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And our final guest joins us from Morrisburg, Ontario, on the shores of the St. Lawrence River. I'm pleased to be joined by Peter. And Peter, first off, thanks for joining us on the Unpublished Cafe. How are you and your family holding up? Uh, we're doing okay so far. Uh, we're we're holding up seriously. We went out for groceries once in three weeks. Other than that, we, we've been in the whole time. Now, as I mentioned, you're in Morrisburg. That's a bit of a smaller town. Are you able to get... Uh, enough? Is there enough supply down there for the town of Morrisburg and the, the surrounding area, or are you having to travel far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there haven't been many supply chain problems here. We kind of ran out of toilet paper for a couple of weeks, but there's been some in the stores recently. Other than that, everybody's been really good. The stores have been uh, good about opening early for seniors and their service clubs here that are delivering groceries for every, anybody who's under quarantine. So it's all pretty good. Uh, does it appear the residents of Morrisburg are following directives from the government to self-isolate, physical distance, that kind of thing? I think that's on a case-by-case basis. It seems like there are some people who just don't get it and are still out walking around, and we know they were just in sense, and they're out walking their dogs, and they're not supposed to be off their property. Now, I guess people caught the message when they started having to sign off when they got off the airplane, but people came back in the week before that, and I think a lot of them still don't get it. And how does that make you feel? Uh, I don't know, horrible, but it's a, it's a free country. And unless you're going to, you know, declare martial law and lock people down, some people are going to do what they're going to do, you know? Yeah, well, you know, I guess the, possibly the next step is the Emergencies Act if they went that far. 
I, I think it's going to be a bit before we see that. Things seem to be, you know, headed in the right direction. Um, there's still huge problems in Ontario with, with testing. We don't know how much there is here, how much came back from March break. I mean, Ontario is, is like 350 per 100,000 on testing. It's the lowest province in Canada. Some of the rest of them are over 2,000. And when you look at places like South Korea that actually did blunt the curve, they're in the like five, 6,000 per 100,000. Now, you, you had a, uh, uh, a visit to the hospital uh, in the whole this whole situation, did you not? Yeah, kind of very early, my wife and I both came down with a, a really odd flu that presented very much like COVID. We went, we ended up in the emergency ward because she has asthma and, and was having difficulty breathing. Um, when we got there, we were, you know, uh, at the triage and we said, look, we both got the flu. We think it might be COVID. And at the time they laughed. It was, it was early in, in the thing, but there was, none of it was taken seriously. We were given the, you know, have you been to Wuhan? Have you been to Italy? Uh, well, if it's, if you haven't been there, you don't have it. Um, it turned out uh, uh, later we were tested by the health unit and, and we did not have it. But I just found that the, the whole thing with what was going on in Italy at the time, that healthcare professionals here were just so blasé about it. Yeah, that, that'd be a little frightening, if, especially if you're sick and presenting at the hospital. Now, when we went back for testing, the protocols were all in place. We were met outside, gowned and gloved and brought in. Somebody followed us around with a mop and did anything, you know, don't touch anything, come into this one little room. Like, they seem to have got it together at that point. Um, but the first experience was just bad. Now, uh, obviously, you're across the, just across the river from the United States, and they're having a, a heck of a time dealing with this right now. Uh, you don't get a lot of American tourists, do you, uh, before this all came out? Uh, there's a fair bit of cross-border stuff. Morrisburg is an upper Canada village, so we get a lot of, of tourists in from Europe every year. Oh, okay. All right. So that's going to that's gonna be like just horrible for the uh, economy around here with no, nobody coming this summer. Now, w- when you do go outside, you wear gloves and a mask, or, or are you confident with Purell in that? We have been trying to do everything we can. We've made homemade masks. Uh, we, we have some gloves because I work in food service. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying try, try to keep proper protocols with those, though. You go out, you've got gloves, but then you touch your wallet or your phone or something like that. You've cross-contaminated. Uh, when we went out for groceries, uh, we had it delivered into the car. We came home, we took it into the garage, we wiped down all of it. Uh, when we were done with that, all of our clothes went in a bag, went into the washing machine, we went into the shower, just trying to do anything you can to, to, to keep from being contaminated. You know, in, in what we've seen so far with this uh, pandemic, what, what more would you like to see from your neighbors? Uh, I don't know. Everybody here seems to be pretty good. You, you can go for a walk and talk to your neighbors from their porch, you know, and everybody... Uh, locally to us seems to be pretty down with it. it it's uh, we live in a fairly older community here. Um, so I think a lot of those people are really keeping their heads down con- considering what's going on and, and where the death rates are. What would you like to see more from the federal government? Testing, 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 testing. The doctors in China have been screaming what we should be doing for three months and we haven't been following it except kind of on a daily, you know, one more day, oh, it's 50 people, now it's 10 people, now it's five people, now it's stay home, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, wear gloves, don't don't wear gloves. And then, you know, the, the lack of testing to find out what is going on, we're not listening to the people who have been through this. No, not at all. Uh, Peter, I, I want to thank you for joining us and you and your family stay safe. 
Okay, you too as well, and everybody in Ottawa, just stay home. Thanks, Peter. So we've heard from Canadians, our followers and listeners, about how we're dealing with these unprecedented times, self-isolation, physical distancing, hand-washing 2.0, all simple and basic ways to avoid COVID-19. And as you heard from our listeners, their biggest concern was the lack of testing in Ontario, along with those who aren't heeding the government's call to stay home. We'll be doing more podcasts with you as the guest to gauge how and what you're dealing with in the midst of this pandemic. If you'd like to take part, just drop us a note on our Facebook page. I want to thank Cindy, Gazala, and Peter for joining us, as well as you for listening to the Unpublished Cafe. Stay safe. I'm Ed Hand.